to the horror hour. All right, hello, and welcome to the Horror Hour. It's the place we discuss, we debate, we disagree on all things horror. I'm one of the co-hosts here. We're the only one for today, Utaka. And today I'm really excited because I am sitting down with uh, Perry Blackshear, who his 2021 film, When I Consume You, which he wrote, directed, edited, um, produced. I mean, you did everything on this man. Um, So first off, let's talk about, um, you know, the logline that I got was just basically a brother and sister um, seeking revenge on a mysterious stalker. And then the shot was of Daphne and Wilson looking back and it was just, I was like, I need to see this. So tell me what brought this story about? Oh yeah, that's great. So um, it's funny because I keep looking back on trying to figure out exactly where it came from. Um, And a lot of times these things are sort of like trying to transcribe nightmares where you transcribe it and then you're like, huh. Maybe I'm not smart to psychoanalyze myself enough to know where this came from, but it definitely came from somewhere <laughs> deep in the id somewhere. Um, I think the 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 threads that I that I go back to are um, I remember reading that loneliness. I don't know if this is true. This may be like a Twitter fact, uh, <laughs> but that that th- loneliness fires the same receptors in the brain as physical pain. Like when you, you know, and that's partly why it feels so unbearable. And I, I, that feels true to my own experience when I was younger in my 20s. And so I thought I wanted to make a movie about loneliness that felt really physical and like bring it out of your head and into some sort of tactile experience. Um, And then I think the other thing was this, there was a part of an earlier story there about this brother-sister duo, both with very different ways of going through the world. Um and go having to go through a kind of second coming of age where the way they were when they were younger faced with some new horrible threat they need to change and specifically the guy character needs to go through this whole sort of renaissance uh and then maybe it's like if you know what's that quote uh personalities are just coping mechanisms <laughs> and so if like <laughs> if your personality is just a coping mechanism and you have to have a new coping mechanism now then what happens to your soul along the way basically i think those were the oh, wow those were the two big things that influenced it <laughs> i mean good lord just after you know us going through the pandemic i mean i could easily when you say loneliness as physical pain like that is yeah i could oof. um yeah, and I also really uh, the relationship between the brother and sister. You know, um, I think that to me felt like that was the heart of the film, even though there was so much more to that. But um, working with those two actors and forming that bond, uh, how was that? Well, that was just a joy. Uh, they, you know, Evan, I've worked with for a long time. He's an old friend from college. Um, and Libby was a friend of his. We we were we were looking for we couldn't work with Margaret just because it was the brother sister. Um, and uh, so 
we were looking for an actress and so we mostly we started with friends of friends mm -hmm. um and libby i mean in addition to just being the coolest person ever who is really ready to work like we worked um and we shoot sort of like a documentary it's a it's a it's basically no crew it's just myself and the actors so the the actors have to be filmmakers themselves sometimes um and that comes with it i mean it's very hard on the actors they have to do so much in addition to acting but they also get a lot of freedom mm -hmm. and a lot of creative input and it becomes more like being in a band basically uh and i don't know if you've ever been part of a band but <laughs> it's uh I have in college. It is very psychologically, it's like being in a relationship with four different people at once, you know, oh, and someone's always mad and it's always a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. You know, choosing who you work with is so important. Um, and Libby's just, and it's, in addition to being an amazing person, is an amazing actress. And um, she and Evan already were close, but then they lived together during, during the shoot. Um, they rehearsed it for months before in LA. Wow. Uh, and we also developed the characters together, um, you know, especially for, you know, doing something that is this serious. Uh, I care a lot about this sort of world and have people that experience things like this in my life and also know pe that people in my life work in the mental health field. So I, you know, there's a lot of, we all cared about doing it right. So I think also in addition to being great people great actors it's like they were really they really threw themselves into the you know having a purpose behind all this or doing it right basically trying trying our best to do it right and you know that's one of the things that i truly um love and appreciated about this film um you know i'm a i'm a huge mental health advocate and so anytime um someone starts to bring that into a film um i always worry that it might be a little bit exploitive or yeah. exploitative um but this wasn't, this was honest. It showed, it was raw. Like, uh, I won't spoil scenes, but I just remember when the, um, one of the flashbacks though, like that gutted me just seeing that um, and the relationship. And it also shows also how addiction uh, can really just ruin who you are. Um, but you also want to have to get better. At, like the story that you had told, like, I, I was just, it was, I was expecting horror, but I was not expecting to be just so, like, it was a, a like, you just took my heart out in this film. <laughs> like, there were oh, scenes that you, I man. just truly enjoyed just from a horror aspect, but this was deep. And this, you really did handle that with care. And I, I really, to hear that, that you put that, you know, that thought into it. And so as the creator, and so were the actors, I just makes me appreciate this film even more. Yeah, well, thanks. It, it's it's so great to, I mean, you know, it's like making a film when it's personal and putting it out into the world. It's so, it's like, that's the horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you have oh, no bet. idea what's gonna, you have no <laughs> idea what's gonna happen. It's like, uh, you know, it's like putting a kid out into the world and you're like, off to college. You're just like, <laughs> we, hope pe we hope people like you. We hope we did an okay job here. You know, and it, it's definitely, you know, the movie's not for everybody. It does mix like a real sort of psychological drama mm -hmm. in the middle of this thing that has other horror elements. So, um, but it's so great to talk to people that um, saw, I mean, that's the stuff that I care about. So I'm really glad that that, yeah, I mean, we, I care a lot about that stuff. And that scene came from 
you know, experience of myself and the actors. And so we, we tried to tried to make it feel like what it was like to be the two characters in that situation. Um, yeah. I mean, the other thing too, is obviously you said it was, it was like a bare bones crew. And so I felt with the way you shot this, I felt I was there with them. And mm -hmm. so that's why along with just, their portrayal I felt that I was kind of like on their shoulder experiences experiencing this with them and so I guess and just hearing how the actors also assisted with this what was it like just shooting this project well I think you know I worked as a gaffer and a cinematographer for many years and saw friends of mine go into so much debt and their productions really get strangled by the stuff of it all and, mm -hmm. and and they were sitting there freaking out about money the whole shoot or freaking out about how they needed to park the cube truck and the thing but now that's been violation like that was mostly <laughs> what sets were and i i was actually really inspired it's so funny i used to talk about it all the time and now i feel like i can't because it feels like such a name drop i went to i was um i went to school with and like was part of a sort of writers group with uh, chloe chow we had a great nyu class uh, Ashaka King was in the class, Kramer oh, wow. It was anyway, but um, <laughs> her first movie, which I really recommend if no one has seen, seen it, uh, Songs My Brothers Taught Me, and her second, The Rider, was made with a five person crew and shot like a documentary. And I thought that is the, I mean, that, if I could do something like that, like, I mean, I can't. I can't make those movies, but bringing that sort of like intimacy mm -hmm. and, you know, the real like personal, you know, more like a band where it's just you and some people you really trust making something together. Um, uh, I mean, I was also inspired by Bergman with his little troop of sort of 12, 12 people <laughs> on his, on his islands. Uh, again, I can't make Bergman films, but I, that, that idea of working with people you like, um, and it, I mean, God, are there disadvantages? Like we were out there so late, you know, and something broke. And so we're like, well, now we can't use that because we don't have a PA or we just have to go to a bodega or <laughs> like if it rains, we just have to figure, you know, so it rained one night and we had to go under a bridge. And then there was like these horrible raccoons, like New York raccoons everywhere that like what? were fucking with us. Like they did not... <laughs> They were like honey badger raccoons. They did not give a fuck about <laughs> us. They were just in our face the whole time. Uh, <laughs> so it's a weird process with a huge disadvantages, but also the advantage of it being very intimate and very personal and getting to really focus on acting and performance and, and you know, the, the themes of the movie. So it's it's not for everybody. You know, the movie's not for everybody, but this, this is the kind of stuff that, that, that we love. I mean, I think... Um... When you say that, though, it sounds to me like you had so much more creativity that you could do with it. But again, I love that you had the buy-in of the actors, um, because honestly, between the way there were just certain shots. And actually, I've, I'll mark it when we get to that point as spoiler, because there is a shot or there's a scene I want to talk about kind of break down because it just mm -hmm. was so good. Um but there's just so much that um, as I was watching this, I was like, man, they really cared about this film because damn, this is, it just gave me the feels watching this because sometimes, you know, you could have big productions out there. They'd be great films, but they could also be shit. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I think some people miss out on these independent, like, was it, I don't know if this was crowdfunded or self-funded, but either way, you, I mean, you put this together and you put out a solid project. And I mean, that, that sounds like that takes a lot of work and time. It, it, it really does take a lot of work and time. It's like, um, you know, I think I, I didn't make They Look Like People until I got a job job. Mm-hmm. I started working as an editor and a, and, a, and a director in a studio. And it was almost like I needed a day job. And everyone's different. But I think sure. that that I, you know, so many, again, my friends have gone bankrupt, all these things. And I, yeah. I also just needed to have a job for my life. But I was like, okay, now I have a job. Now I can pay rent. I'll save up some money and we'll go make a movie. And I think that's sort of how we approach these is we we use the money from the previous one to to go make the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that's great. It's also great to make big movies. I mean, <laughs> you know, we it's been exciting because I sold a TV show a few years ago to or, or recently to through Flanagan's company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really exciting to to, you know, work on larger movies and have these bigger things going on. Um, but also it's sort of like, uh, you know, there's something, I don't know. I was, do you know the Adams family that did Hellbender? Um, oh my God. Yes. I, I've spoken with them a couple times. They are so cool. And I, their films are so like, holy, they are a kind of a mind fuck, but I was talking <laughs> with them and I go, how did you pull off this shot? Cause it was, it was stunning in the colors. There was just the color palette of Hellbender was beautiful. They're just, I fucking love that film. And I love their process. And there is something about that that you just can't get anywhere. There's a special thing about all that that you can't get anywhere else. So that's, um, you know, it's good to, it's good to be in both worlds or, or whatever. Um, well, you know, you, you mentioned they look like people. And I just have to say, holy shit, that film. That was just, it was such a tight script and the relationship between those two and the tension you continually built. Like, that's why when I was watching this, I was like, this feels familiar, but um, it was a different (laughs) aspect. But I was like, oh my God, this tension is building. And I'm like, my heart is pounding. And so I'm going to mark this spoiler because I have to, this, I mean, it's not that much of a spoiler in a sense, but the part where um, Wilson thinks he he found the stalker and then you just see the one, that group, and then the groups, in a sense, multiplies, my heart stopped. So I would like to know about just filming that scene and like going the back and forth because the way that was presented, man, I was like, oh, fuck, he needs to get, th-. I was like, you got to go. This is going to work. <laughs> I, I, know, I was I, like, what I, the hell's going to happen? And then she's I, like, Wilson, no. I was like, you have me on edge. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad. I think it's so funny when people say like, I watched your movie. I fucking hated it because it scared me. And I'm always like, thank <laughs> I don't know whether to say sorry or thank you. For oh, I loved things, it. You know, so, That's the whole point. So, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so <laughs> with, with that scenes, I think there was always this, um, you know, a feeling of a little bit of uh, wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. but sort of fucked up going on where it's like Wilson is this guy who was sort of like a kick dog and his whole life, his personality was like, if there's a threat, just like close your eyes and hope it goes away and they leave mm-hmm. you alone. 
and needing to switch, but like always wishing that he could protect people and, and just, you know, not knowing how or not being brave enough. And he was like, my sister's in trouble. I need to, I need to change. I must change. Yes. And so he goes through this change and there's a kind of wish fulfillment. There's even like a little montage. And I was hoping that, you know, there's a certain amount of like, yes, finally, you're growing up, you're becoming a man, you know, yes. like great. But also at some point being like, oh no, what is happening to you? Like you've, you know, the, the, that Pinocchio, I just, <laughs> I actually was just on a podcast talking about the, the movies that scarred you and I brought up <gasps> Pinocchio. And so the, the <laughs> section, you know, podcast. where he goes and grows up too fast or something. Yeah. I mean, that was a, that was a blast. That movie's fucking scary. Uh, but yeah, there, so there's this process of growing up and this wish fulfillment and it's like, yeah, I just become a man. I go out on the street and I take care of my problems. You know, I punch this guy in the face to, to, you know, and then even if you do, you know, you get a little stronger, like I wanted there to be that like, no dude, no, like you are, <laughs> you think you're a man now, but you're, you're just, you're stronger, but you're still a kid that like thinks this is a video game or something, what? or like you're a knight in shining armor and you're going to get fucked. Yeah, uh, I was. Yeah. He had me on edge. I was like, better not kill. I was like, this better. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I was so prepared <laughs> to, like, fight the screen myself. Like, you you put me through therapy watching this movie. And I, again, <laughs> I, when I tell you, that's why I, I, I do. I've The other thing that um, brought me to this film is lately there seems to be a really good push towards horror and mental health in a real or positive aspect of just displaying mm -hmm. it. Like I think with um, Resurrection was another one and then Watcher had a good aspect. And so that's why I was like, I saw the log line and that shot. I was like, I need to watch this. I, as I, and I mean, I, I messaged Kayla. I was like, can I please, please, please. And so when you, <laughs> when I'm watching this and that scene happened though, I, I tell you, man, I was, I was ready to fight. Like, I was like, I'm going to be right there with you, man. I was like, I was, like, man, awesome. this interview is going to be rough tomorrow if he does that. I was like, ooh. But <laughs> <laughs> I, awesome. I also, <laughs> I, I want to ask, though, because, again, I thought this was done so well. The um, fight scenes or, like, wow. How, I, I mean, yeah. you again, you're talking that you have a limited production and, um, I would, I'm curious the rehearsing for them. I mean, it looked very real and it was kind of like, it was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's an interesting thing. And I think, so we got, you know, we try to challenge ourselves with each film and do something we didn't do the previous time. And mm -hmm. I think we, we thought, okay, if we want to make it physical, let's see if we can work on that aspect of it and um so we got you know that that actually there as far as the production budget a fair amount went into that and the safety of it and things like that so we sure. had um two wonderful guys in LA work with McLeod and Evan because they live in LA together so they practiced it a bunch and sent me the videos um Kerry Wong uh who ended up working on the Avengers or he was like a uh you know he he was he, he was really cool but I think that um the funniest part of all this actually is uh uh Nate DeLong. I uh I worked with him. He was a friend of Evan and he's an MMA fighter. A real MMA fighter who oh, fought God. in Thailand and was like like a national like ranked 
you know, in Muay Thai and stuff. And he's like six two, maybe six three, <laughs> and like has about sixty pounds on me. And there's videos of us <laughs> practicing it because I was like, okay, cool. But he and he wanted to get into this stuff, but had never done it. Had only actually hurt people. So like rehearsing it with him. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like this is not probably a good idea. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not tiny or whatever, but I, you know, you, the videos of it is like, geez, man, I got, you know, he's doing like all this stuff. I was like, whoa. So, you know, came out of that alive. Uh, the, but all the, all the people were great, you know. Um, so that was exciting on set. You know, we, we made sure to have the space and the time to do it right, do it safe. Um, uh, and, you know, the actors really threw themselves into it. I think, um, there is something, there is, there was a conflict we experienced during it that like, you know, if I'm here talking about my film, I don't know how much I should talk about this, but you know, we, I love Ong Bak and mm -hmm. you know, all this, these wonderful movies that celebrate the athleticism or even the raid. I mean, I think that stuff is really fun, Sure, but, but there was definitely a moment cause we had more fight scenes planned at one point, but there was a moment where we were like, okay, we like fight scenes cause they're cool. But like this movie is not about it being cool. It's about it being like feeling helpless and feeling bludgeoned and all this mm -hmm. other stuff. So we went through a kind of renaissance during the production where we like redid a lot of the stuff to make it feel sort of nastier and dirtier and less cool. If that oh, makes sense. I, yeah, and, it was it yeah. was like grimy at like. It, yeah, it felt like the uh, you know the it felt like the main characters didn't stand a chance. Like they were yeah. fighting for survival, and again, that's you know what we sometimes we're doing in life, especially yeah. when it comes to mental health. So I I really like no I I loved it. I, I it just went to the it, it went to the aspect of the film, like I or the aesthetic. I really yeah. loved that aesthetic, and so no I. Like even that last um, fight scene with how it was lit and in that just that that room. Oh yeah. Palpitations. Oh, my blood yeah. pressure. Like I, I should send you my doctor bill. Like, whoa. <laughs> I need it. It was like, how am I gonna calm down after watching that? Um and also some of just again, some of the effects that you did were like, how did you I don't even know how you pulled some of that off. It just looked so, so good. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I think there's, a, I was talking to this on another, um, I forget who I was talking this with, but there's, you know, the thing when you have a very limited budget and the crew of just me and the actors, um, <laughs> you know, and I, I, I can make, I can light and I can shoot, but I also am not an expert on some of these things, you know, and so we, we sort of, you know, there's, a, there's sort of a dual aspect where, you you write for things that you're pretty sure you can pull off and mm -hmm. you lean into things that you can do with camera tricks and and i think also both because vfx are we we had we had a colleague that were able to do the vfx and that was great and i think hellbender is actually a perfect example of these kind of homemade but unbelievably impactful effects that you can mm -hmm. pull off if you just are you know you do it right and you experiment and try all these things um so there's a there's one aspect of it that's like okay let's write for stuff that we're pretty sure that we can do stuff that will feel impactful and feel physical, um, and then the second aspect actually is kind of letting go, okay. of 
like I in the in the Rasalka or the Siren, there's a scene where she in my that was written the script where she walks across water mm -hmm. and we tried it so many different ways and we were like, we have we have we gotta let this one go and we'll do it in the next one. Um because <laughs> I think the you know I've I don't want to make I don't want to bite off way more than I can chew and have the film suffer, even if it's like a cool image or something really sure. awesome. So there's a kind of like Zen, like, okay, we have to let that one go. Let's lean into these other ones and, you know, and, and try to translate the kind of larger than life stuff that's in my head into practical reality and lean into the practical reality. So as to get excited about what you can do basically. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh... Uh, you know, again, to all those uh, listening, watching, when I consume you uh, is out now. I highly recommend it. Um, but before we end this, I have just a general few questions about horror in general. So um, I kind of think I might know one of the films you've enjoyed this past mm -hmm. year, Hellbender. Um, yeah. <laughs> fucking fantastic. Like, I, I completely agree with you on that. Um, what are some other um, horror films that you really enjoyed this year? Oh gosh, this year I I don't know whether it's because it's I've been in a wormhole or the pandemic. I was actually talking to a bunch of friends. I was like, "What have you been watching recently?" And they're like, "Dude, Seinfeld." Like you know, <laughs> like they're like, "I just need you know." There's some something about sort of needing an escape. Mm -hmm. uh, I think. Um, I watched, this is not horror, but I watched, this was at Fantasia, which is why I watched a bunch of movies there. I watched a movie called Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes, uh, oh. which if you haven't seen, it's also, it's, it's, a, it's about, it's, it's Japanese uh, production, and it's about a, uh, these guys that work in a coffee shop, and their monitor in their room and the monitor in the coffee shop have a two second, two minute delay, so they can see two minutes into the future. Um, and all the shenanigans that, uh, but it's a little bit like one cut of the dead because it's all one shot, but sci-fi and goofy and like very time twisty primary. Like, oh, I want to see that. Like, that sounds amazing. It, <laughs> it is just so inventive and so like, uh, it's the inventiveness. It's the feeling of that. It's that same feeling that the Hellbender gave me that like, that you're just like, wow, these people are just like really making it work mm -hmm. there's so much excitement you know with with that kind of filmmaking um that's it i love uh, to hear that yeah no i yeah i'm looking this film up <laughs> and uh last i guess it's probably midnight mass i think that's my favorite tv show i've ever seen um uh the you know it was a whole almost religious experience watching mm -hmm. the thing and because of my history and because of like stuff i've been through um i mean i love mike's work but i felt like that was that was sort of like pure, unfiltered, you know, uh, 200 proof Mike Flanagan. And I was, I just loved it so much. <laughs> that was yeah. um, top tier in terms of horror TV. Like it didn't let go and it was unforgiving. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I will also, I, I want to just. I didn't realize I, I also another I should say name drop as well, I guess. But um, <laughs> I've spoken with um, a writer director who I just adore. And it's a film that you also did the teleplay on um, Gigi Sal Guerrero. I love <laughs> yeah. Bingo Hell, by the way. It was one of my favorites. So I just I, I mean, 
I can't think of any horror film that I left feeling like all warm and fuzzy after nice. watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, so knowing that you had a part in that, I just I had to be like, oh my well, god, that I'm, was, I'm I mean, fanning that was out over that. <laughs> that was that was that was Gigi's movie, and it was Shane's movie, and I um the way I talked about it to them, that's like, look, this is your house and your life. And like, you know, I'm like the contractor to come in and just like, <laughs> you know, rearrange some furniture for you. And it was actually, um, I don't know, I, I joke that like making your own movies, like throwing your own birthday party and inviting only yourself. It's like very <laughs> looking inward the whole time. So it was actually really relaxing to just be like some, you know, like a, yeah, like a helper uh, on, you know, because <laughs> uh, that was Gigi's movie through and through. Um, she had, a, she had really, you know, she had a lot of passion for the character um, and, and, you know, and, and she's such a, she's a good, you know, really great actress. So I think that that sort of um, carried me through. I love the idea of Mr. Big as a, when I talked to them, I was like, Mr. Big is like the ultimate shock capitalist. He comes in, <laughs> ruins you, and then sort of t like a vampire and takes it all up. So it was great. I mean, you know, Shane and Gigi are good people, so I hope they keep making movies. Yeah, yeah I know they mentioned your name. I remember because I was like, that, that's the other thing. It's like, I know I've heard his name before. And I, I went back and I watched it and I'm like, oh, my God, because it. Um, yeah, that was one of my favorites uh, just because I really enjoyed the color. And but I, I love the story and I love Lupita because yeah, I, I'm I feel yeah. like I'm becoming that in my old age. Um <laughs> like when she like bumped into the person with fucking hipster, like it's like I see you, I appreciate you. Um yeah. but I just yeah, again, I think that's awesome that you were still a part of that. Um and again, they look like people is everyone also needs to see that. That just but I I, I really can't praise this film enough because again, as you said. It is such uh, an emotional tale that it also has some really horrifying aspects and some mm -hmm. of it's supernatural, but also, again, some of it's just the real world. And yeah. I love how you captured that. Uh, Thanks, man. So before it's... I go or before you go as well, is there anything like what's next for you? So there's... Um there's all there's bigger stuff and it's always in the works and it's very exciting but i can't really talk about it much um but we we may in the meantime well we'll see but the, the the there are some projects that the the team and i are thinking about uh for this year or next uh you know we have some scripts we have some things there's one that's sort of a about two people that discover a play a cursed play that sort of promises them some promises if they perform it and they realize part of the way through that the play actually might be a ritual. Oh. Uh, oh. There's some like cosmic horror there. Excited about that one, but oh. very, very contained. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> and then there's a, there's a, thanks. I'm excited about that one. Like, and then there's one that's about like a, an indie band that uh, discovers this book, like a song book that they think will sort of revitalize their career, but it ends up, uh calling back spirits of the dead and they have to kind of deal with that so those are the two that we're thinking about see that one i know is gonna get me if yeah i i will tell you right now i don't fuck with that shit but absolutely <laughs> not like one of our co-hosts he's like yeah i've got a ouija board i I've, i'm like nope not in my house 
absolutely <laughs> not. I don't deal with spirits and I love those films, but I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. So that sounds terrifying. And I would be very excited. to. I, my escape is horror. So I love yes. like it's 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 crazy, but yes, during the pandemic, that's really what got me through it. Is I watched yeah. a lot of horror, and yeah. I either discovered new artists, um, creators like um, the Adams Family. I never had heard of them or seen their work, and then Hellbender mm-hmm. came out and just like you know just blew me away. And then speaking with them was a just on another level. And then again, same thing like your film is on another level to where like i i'm gonna have to rewatch it again just after talking with you but to everyone you you gotta see this thing it's so good i i loved your aesthetic and again just the bond between those two the emotional tale and then the bits of horror when they come out they are nasty and gnarly and oh that's that's what makes to me a great horror film so kudos awesome man thank you well so great to be here and talk to you about it (laughs) and well thanks again and to everyone bye (laughs) bye you have been listening to the horror hour see you next time